Hi, man. Welcome to the Gladiator Planet. <laughs> Hello, my lovely friends. Thanks for joining me today on The Positive Present. My name is Rebecca Oaks, and I'll be your host today. This week, I'm talking about our garden this year. If you're not already, follow me on Instagram at The Positive Present to stay connected. Enjoy! Hello, and happy spring. Thanks for tuning in today on The Positive Present. With so many things growing right now in the Pacific Northwest, we get a lot of rain and we have been able to already enjoy the spring flowers growing. It's been really fun to watch them each day as they sprout up out of the ground and as they open up and share their beauty with us. It's been fun to track the different plants in our front garden. Whoever planted that garden was a genius. It feels like every week there's a new kind of flower that pops up and they just take turns and it pops, comes into bloom and dies. And as it's dying, a new one comes up and all summer long we get flowers and it's so beautiful. The last few days we've been working in the garden and it's been so wonderful to be out in nature and to be able to work with the dirt in my hands. I realize that I'm very tactile in my approach to things. I like to feel it and see it and being able to feel that dirt in my hands has been really therapeutic and very satisfying to dig out the roots of the weeds and to aerate the earth and to get it ready for new planting. So I haven't really been into gardening, to be honest, most of our marriage because I've been growing humans instead of plants. So I have never really appreciated the work it takes and the timing. You've got to time out when you plant and then when you put them in the earth and then you got to weed them. And it's just been way too much to think of that on top of running a house and having babies and nursing and not getting any sleep at night. And it's always been a desire of my heart, but it's never been something that I felt that is possible. So this year, it's been really fun because... I'm not sick and pregnant and I don't have a newborn baby and I don't have a new puppy and we're not doing renovations. We've just decided to put renovations on hold and focus on the garden. And so it's been fun to just work side by side outside. And it was raining and sunny and raining and sunny. And with working so hard, I didn't even mind being out in the rain. I always think of how much I will dislike being wet and how cold I'll be, but... I was out in a t-shirt and working and it was totally fine. And I really love that we get rain in the West Coast. I like the rainy weather. I like that I can go out and work outside and the ground is soft and green and things are growing most of the year. And I'm just really excited for this gardening journey that we're going to start. I've always been really good at the harvesting. I'm pretty good at mapping out what we need to can, what we need to dehydrate, and processing. I love cutting off the bad spots and getting things ready to dehydrate or bake or freeze. And I really enjoy that part. And so that's kind of how it's been over the last few years. Stephen will grow things in the garden and I'll make sure that the harvesting all gets done. And we've made a good team that way. But this year, it's really exciting to see things right from planting to harvest. I'm really excited this year to be able to help out with the weeding and to watch all the different plants grow and learn more about what things need and yeah it'll be interesting 
So when we first moved here, Stephen wanted a big garden and he wanted to build a greenhouse. And I've always wanted a greenhouse. It's been my dream to have a greenhouse. So I was like, yep, sure, that's great. And he explained it to me and I was happy with it. And then he built it and I didn't realize how massive it was. And I feel like it took up a lot of our backyard. And all I can see when I look out the kitchen window is this giant greenhouse, which is fine and should be great. But I didn't like that I couldn't see the kids because our trampoline was up in the back corner of the yard. Then we had a garden right in the center of our backyard with this fence and I didn't like the fence that he chose to build and he didn't really care. It was just to keep the dog out. And for me, it was like, no, I thought we were going to get this white picket fence and have this like fancy garden fence around our garden. He was just like, why put money into a fence when it does the same thing? If we pay a fraction of the price, we can get the same amount of protection. And yeah, so I... I'm more about the aesthetics and he's more about just the efficiency. And so this year it's been nice because we've kind of met in the middle. I've told him he could have a bigger garden if he switched it into the back corner. So now the garden's in the back corner and the trampoline is in the center of the backyard. And it's so much nicer to be able to look out the kitchen window and just keep an eye on the kids because that's really all they do right now and is play on our big trampoline. So since we've been starting all over again with the soil and everything, I don't think he did much to the soil in the backyard. So this time, Stephen wanted to try something new. He's been watching a lot of videos from this guy on YouTube, Charles Dowding. And one of the systems that he does is no-dig gardening. And so that's what Stephen wanted to do. So we don't have to get a tiller in our backyard. He thought we'd do this method. And so what we did was... We put cardboard down to kill the grass and kill the weeds. And then Stephen got dirt and put it in rows. And then Stephen got hay and that was sitting on the grass first before the cardboard. But then he moved it all over when he, he transplanted our grapevines to be along the back fence. Grapes are not good for dogs and can be deadly. So that's always stressed me out that we have a bunch of grapevines. So he actually dug them up and then replanted them all against the fence and so there's grapevines along the edge of the fence and then the garden is right next to that and so they'll all just be fenced in into one big area so we have the cardboard and then the rows of dirt we've got three rows of dirt about four inches high and then we put the straw back down in between the rows and then I put the mulch on top of the hay so that there's a nice pathway to walk around the rows of dirt. I'm excited to be able to easily access the the weeding and not have not break my back or be crushing little baby plants while trying to get the weeds out. Hopefully there won't be very many weeds. That's the idea anyways. You never know what's going to end up in the garden. So that's our plan for this year and Right now, what Stephen did in the greenhouse was at the end of the summer, he planted a cover crop of barley and then mustard greens and basically just as a crop to enrich the soil and to keep it healthy and bring some nutrients to it. And then you just till it and then plant. And our backyard is a lot of clay. And so it's not really great for most plants. 
But what we did last year, we had, it was full of tomatoes and tomatillos and strawberries. And we had some kale and some melons and squash, I think, in there. But what we did was when we planted the tomatoes, we just dug straight down into the clay and almost dug like a pot size out of the clay and then put soil in to that. And then we could ensure that what was around the plant was at least nutrient rich and and a lot better. And they did really well in the greenhouse. Stephen planted a watermelon plant last year and we only got one tiny, tiny little watermelon from it. It was probably the best watermelon I've ever had, but it was like the tiniest baby slice. I'll have to share a picture of it when I share. I'll be sharing some pictures of our past gardens as well this this week. It'll be the gardening week. As the first official week of spring, I thought it'd be fun to look back on the different gardens we've had and be able to share the different things that we've grown in the garden. So I thought that would be fun. So I'll share, yeah, I'll share a picture of just the tiny, tiny little watermelon slice that we got from last year's watermelon. This year, we're hoping to have some cantaloupe plants. We've got two cantaloupe plants and a watermelon plant already growing. So the nice thing about starting plants inside for us is I actually wanted to get into growing microgreens and I, I don't know, I get into these... It's usually right before <laughs> right before I we decide to have another baby, but I always get into this mode of I get antsy to try something or do something new or I want to start a business and I just feel like I guess I finally have my energy back and I feel like I've got my brain back and I just feel this need to create or to do something. And so last time... <laughs> Before I got pregnant with number five baby, I was feeling really sad that we don't live on a farm and we don't have lots of property and that we can't really have that farmer experience and I just happened upon microgreens or maybe Stephen did and we got talking about growing microgreens and I thought we could make a business out of it, you know, do like microgreen deliveries. There wasn't really a lot of people growing microgreens in the valley like there is a farmer's market and there was only one other guy that was growing microgreens and he was sold out before the farmer's market was even done like within the first hour I think he had sold almost everything and so I was like well there's not much competition we could really get into this and we could probably make some money from it just as like a side business I thought it would be fun to do I've always wanted to start up a business and so I thought I could start it up and then Stephen could continue it once it was successful and he could quit his job and then he could just grow plants for his business and it's way less dependent on the climate because it's all indoors and you we have a room that we weren't really using and it's not actually a room it's the bottom section of an enclosed deck upstairs it's they enclosed the bottom deck as well and so it's not really a room but I was like, we could use that. And yeah, I just felt so excited. I bought this program to like learn how to do it. This guy teaches you and I'm part of this like microgreens Facebook group where they talk all about their problems and solutions of how to have a successful business. And it's it was really exciting. And then I realized that, well, Stephen thought I wanted to do the business. And I thought that Stephen would get so excited by starting it that he would just take over and he wasn't that excited about them. <laughs> and when we grew them, 
he didn't really think they tasted great and they were okay but we didn't we only tried a few different kinds of microgreens but he's just like it's more it's nicer to just grow the full plant so I never did anything because I got pregnant and had another baby so <laughs> so nothing ever happened but I did buy a shelf because that's what I was going to grow them on so I brought it bought a shelf and then Stephen got some just some shop lights and we got microgreen trays and I actually think Stephen bought the microgreen trays because he wanted to try it out so anyways we have microgreen trays and he has little like the seedling trays and he got some potting soil then he and Esmond planted all the seeds this year and I think it was two years ago it might have been last year we have a labradoodle and we groom her and we cut her hair really short because she just had mats and her hair is like curly but fine and so once it gets a mat it's so hard to get it out and so she, we let her go fluffy for the winter so she's warm but then once it's spring we just kind of shear her <laughs> and then it grows back and then it's not too long for the summer too. She gets so hot in the summer and just having a nice length for the summer. So we like to cut her fur in the spring and then it grows to a nice length through the summer. Anyway, so we cut it, but then she was so cold and we felt so bad. So we got, we actually got like a heat mat for growing plants as like a dual purpose so she used it until the weather got warmer and her fur grew out again and then we use it now under our new seedlings so we just put the mat it's just like a rollout mat and you plug it in almost like a heat blanket but it's a mat that goes under them and then they just sit on top and it uh, allows them to sprout faster and so we've really liked having that mat so we have that mat on the shelves and then we have the plants and then Stephen will take them out into the greenhouse and they'll sit out there for the day and then he brings them in at night and they go back under the light. They've almost all grown and you'll see on my Instagram there's some pictures of the little plant starters so that's exciting to watch them grow. We've done a lot of seed saving over the years so for when something bolts and goes to seed we gather the seeds and we save them for the next season so that's been a way that we've been able to save money and yet we also do like to try new things so Stephen has bought quite a few different kinds of seeds this year as well and he loves looking at the seed magazine and just seeing all the different things that we could grow so that was fun dreaming that up this year so the list of different things that we're going to grow this year in the greenhouse we're going to grow watermelon peppers, tomatillos or ground cherries, cantaloupe, basil, and some other herbs that we already have growing. We already have thyme, sage, and rosemary. And then in the garden, we're going to have peas, lettuce, kale, Swiss chard, tricolor and pole beans, cherry tomatoes, cilantro, leeks, calendula, nasturtium, chives, fennel, parsley, broccoli, marigold, and potatoes. And I'm hoping to do, I've seen them do barrel potatoes. So where you just have them in like a big bin almost, or you have them in a barrel or they stack tires on top of each other and just build it up, build it up. And then you get a bunch of potatoes out of it, but then it doesn't take up a bunch of garden space. So I'm hoping we can do something like that. We have some yellow potatoes that were already starting to sprout 
that we just put in our greenhouse and they're hopefully gonna be good seed potatoes i think they're just yellow potatoes which i love so that'll be fun to grow some of those we have grown what did we grow we grow grew purple potatoes one year and that was pretty cool to harvest those they have a really nutty flavor very strong dirt flavor as well so they were good as like new potatoes but once they got bigger they were pretty strong and they weren't amazing so I wouldn't grow them again but they were really fun to have purple potatoes and by purple I mean not like red potatoes with the skin it was like the whole potato is actually purple the flesh is purple so we've got a good list of different things that we're hoping to grow we also got some free strawberry plants from someone that Stephen helped work at their farm and they gave him some strawberry plants as well. So we've probably got about, I think Stephen said we have eight or nine strawberry plants and we got quite a few strawberries last time. So I'm really excited for that. I think my dream, if I would have my dream garden, I would have blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. Those would be the three berries I'd have. And then I've always dreamed of having an apple orchard, but we have two apple trees and they seem to create enough apples to last us a good three or four months while we also, all the damaged ones, will make applesauce out of. And we're in March now and we're still working through the applesauce and apple blackberry jam that we've made. So yeah, that's really nice to be able to have two apple trees. That is something I always dreamed that I'd have is fruit trees. And I always pictured having an orchard with apples and pears and peaches. And honestly, it's so much work having a fruit tree. We have two plum trees and two apple trees. And it's it's a lot of work come harvest time. Like in October, it's just that's all we do every night is just like, okay, we got to do another set of apples. We got to do more applesauce. We got to do crumbles or apple pies. And it's amazing. It's amazing because it's free and we don't have to do anything. That's why I like trees versus plants because you have to prune them. But like other than that, they kind of take care of themselves. There's no weeding or watering. I feel really grateful that we have that. That was one of the selling features of our house was the apple trees for sure. But it's been interesting to me that I always wanted an orchard. And now that we have two apple trees, I'm like, I don't know if I could handle having, you know, three or four trees of something. And it would be nice to find out a way to store everything better, like have a good cold storage room. Because I feel like even with potatoes, we get potatoes from the store and they're sprouting so fast. If I forget for a day to like take the bag back downstairs, then yeah, they start sprouting or they go green. And, and our apples, they're good as long as they're in the fridge. But then if they're out of the fridge, I don't know, they just go rotten and you just gotta be really careful I think with the storage of them we have two fridges that they, our house just came with two fridges and honestly I don't know if I could ever go back to one fridge because a lot of our bulk buying and storing our harvest items has been so much easier because we have two fridges and it sounds so excessive right now as I'm saying it to have two fridges but it really makes such a difference so I have to say that doing this gardening episode and talking about gardening has felt very, I feel almost like a fraud talking about gardening because like I haven't really gardened that much, but I'm married to somebody who loves gardening. I watch a lot of gardening YouTube videos and different ways to do things. I follow this 
I love her. She's so sweet. And there are YouTube channels called Roots and Refuge. And she basically lives the life I want to live while making it very real about how difficult and hard it is. But I just love, I love the simplicity that they have. They have goats and chickens and she has this incredible garden, like amazing garden lot. And their goal is to grow as much as they can, grow the most food that they can for their family. And she grows a lot of heirloom things like heirloom tomatoes and, you know, tries to grow the healthiest plants and don't really know what I'm talking about in case you can, <laughs> in case you clued in. But she's just been really inspiring to me that I can have that one day. Like her kids are a bit older and I think I could totally get passionate about gardening. And I think my levels of anxiety seem to almost disappear when I go outside and I just feel the earth in between my fingers and I feel that connection and that grounding, literally digging in the ground. <laughs> but I feel that that's so good for my mental health to be outside. So I've always, I've always dreamed of having a tiny house and living out in nature every day. But it just isn't possible with just how I just haven't figured it out yet and so I've tried minimizing my possessions so that I have less inventory to keep track of and just the fact of the matter is there's seven of us and a dog living in the house and actually my son my oldest just bought a hamster so we have a hamster now and she's so cute and I never grew up with a hamster so I was not that excited for it but Stephen grew up with gerbils and he loved having them and so he was okay and so I was like you know what this will be good for our son to have his own pet you know that's why we got a dog was so that he had his own pet but she's really mine and I train her and she's my baby so he felt like he wanted his own pet and figuring a hamster was low-term a small commitment they only live a couple years and they're like $15 so <laughs> he was able to buy it with his allowance and it's been amazing to see him really step into his role of being caregiver and you know he says he's her dad and that his siblings are uncles and aunts and it's yeah it's been fun to see him really grow into his title of hamster daddy hamster daddy not hamster daddy what <laughs> of dad to this hamster so that's been fun but yeah also just one more thing that I've got to keep track of and so I dream of only having farm chores and all my work is outside, but then who runs the house? Like who, who keeps things going inside? Who keeps the laundry and the dishes? And you know, so there's got to be a way. I've got to figure out a way, but maybe it's just not the season right now for me to be on big property. And I'm okay with that too. We're just trying to figure out what we can do and do it with our property because we have almost a quarter acre right now and we've got the space to be able to explore a little bit with gardening and sourcing things locally and we live in a beautiful area that has farms all around us so we can buy farm fresh chicken eggs and we can source our meat locally and so we do have a lot to be grateful for so yeah, I'm really happy about where we live and I'm really excited for this gardening journey. I realized I don't actually have gardening tips except maybe if you're not married yet, marry somebody who loves gardening. <laughs> but mostly 
I think what this spring has taught me is that you're never too old to learn how to garden. Just watch some YouTube videos and get your map out. I think that it's very important to have a seed diary of when things are ready to plant, when things are ready to sow and to follow that and not mess around with that and you will have success. It's kind of like baking. Like you don't just start a recipe and then be like, oh, whatever, I'll just eyeball it or I'll just, you know, measure however I feel. Yeah, you're not going to end up with the same product. And I think that's kind of how plants are too in my limited experience. But if you plant them too soon, then they're not going to do as well. And look at your climate. You know, we live in the Pacific Northwest and it's very rainy and you know, the frost is different than if you lived in the prairies or if you lived in the desert. <laughs> so yeah, you got to really map that out, but also that it's not rocket science, that you can figure it out. And a lot of it is trial and error. And I think that's the hardest thing in life is to sit well with disappointment. When you put months and months of work into growing a plant and then it dies, or your child kills it, or your dog digs it up, or the slugs eat it, and to be okay with disappointment. I don't know if I am okay with disappointment, like putting months and months of work into something only to see nothing come out of it. For example, like last year, we planted a watermelon plant and one tiny, tiny watermelon that we could eat once came out of it. You know, to me, I'm like, why put all that water, buy a seed, which seeds are super expensive for certain plants, and then you get one from it. Like, you could have spent that money and bought two or three. Now, they wouldn't have probably tasted as good, but you wouldn't have had to work as hard, and you wouldn't have had to be sad when it died or sad when only one fruit grew on it. But I think that's part of the fun of gardening is seeing the new growth and seeing that it's different and not really knowing how much you'll get of something or, you know, it's kind of that unknown, that there's beauty in that unknown and there's beauty in that newness as well. The excitement of seeing the little seedlings pop up. I was checking them every day when we first planted them and it was so fun to see that some sprouted up and some took a lot longer to sprout up and then some would pop up just a tiny little bit and then still like slowly, slowly grow. And then others would take a bit longer to pop up. But then once they did, like within days, they had their true leaf and they were growing great. And it was, yeah, some of the little starter plants are huge compared to others. And then like the peppers, they haven't even sprouted yet. And already I've seen how I can apply it to my life that there's beauty and diversity and that just like the different seeds take different times to pop up and they're completely different plants, that it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. And that just because I'm in a different season than somebody else doesn't mean that that's never going to happen, that I'm never going to pop up out of the soil and get my own day in the sun. As we were sitting today, I was sitting with all the kids and seriously, like three of the kids, at least three, at any given time, wanted to all sit on my lap. And they're climbing on me and pulling at me and putting my hair in their mouth or pulling their hair, putting their fingers through my hair, patting my face and kissing me. And I almost was wanted to feel overwhelmed in that moment, but almost instantly I was like, this is it. This is 
This is my day in the sun with my little toddlers, with my little kids. This is the time that I get to have their undivided attention, to have them just wanting me. I think I'm going to mourn the day when they don't want the kisses and snuggles and hugs and when they're ready to move on with their lives and they have jobs or they have school and they have their own identity that's no longer as linked with mine. I do find it really hard to be present in those moments. I find it hard to not feel touched out and to feel like everybody needs to stop climbing on me. But today wasn't one of those moments. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to have that moment of peace and acceptance. Have courage and be kind. Word and kindness, there's goodness. And word and goodness, it's magic.